We, the people, Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Hey guys, welcome to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Another Tuesday here. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Joining me today is the armed and lovely Joanna Wilson. Hey guys. Hey, uh, Joanna. So we uh, listen. Uh, glad you joined us today, um, everybody. We've got an extra special guest we want to tell you about. Yes, we have Sheila McKinney joining us today. I had an opportunity to meet her at the 2017 She Never Quit for the first time, which was a fundraiser for the Navy SEAL uh, widows. And uh, it was just organized to help women across the nation learn about firearms. This lady has flown on the scene since 2015, uh, taken on shooting sports. She's been in two TV shows. Um, she uh, t- top woman in American Marksman, and I think that was in 2016. And she's currently on Ammo and Attitude season eight right now. That's airing. Uh, they've gotten four episodes out right now, but she's uh, making a difference out there for women. And uh, she's also been uh, with the Well Armed Woman organization for a couple of years. So she's going to have a lot of information to share with women and women joining the industry. Yeah, you guys are going to want to listen to this. I mean, this gal has done so much in such a relatively short amount of time yeah short yeah. amount of time and it's really an amazing accomplishment but um she's got a lot of uh interesting things to share with us so you guys will want to stick around um i want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping before we get to the firing line uh, if you're watching live on facebook we appreciate it as always but uh today we're going to do a little bit something different uh, after the second segment um you'll need to go to vinyldraftradio.com that's vinyl draft radio dot com to finish uh, listening to the show. You can also catch us on the TuneIn app. That's really the best way to do it. Uh, the TuneIn app, you can carry it around. You can listen to Vinyl Draft Radio 24-7, uh, including uh, bullet points here every Tuesday at 3. So don't forget to do that. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into the firing line. Um, there's a company, they used to be called uh, Aries Defense, and uh, recently they changed their name to Fight Light, and that's Light, L-I-T-E. So fightlight.com, I'll give you their uh, uh, their web address right off. But they have, you know, we're all familiar with the um, with the Remington uh, TAC-14 and the Mossberg Shockwave. Uh, those are uh, classified, both classified as firearms. Um, there's a 12-gauge version of them, but they have a a 14, uh, 14-inch barrel or 14-and-a-half-inch barrel, I forget exactly, but... Um, Normally, something that short would be classified um, as a short barrel shotgun, but they get around it through various uh, uh, ATF technology branch loopholes. So uh, um, I talked about this, I don't know, probably three or four shows ago, but um, you know, some of these things that go out, I think the, the Franklin Armory Reformation, probably the most horrid thing to come out in quite some time, but um, I, I, gave, uh, I gave props to Franklin Armory for thinking outside the box and doing some of these innovations that cause other manufacturers to, to think outside the box as well, because innovation leads to choice. Uh, choice is better for the consumer, and as gun lovers, gun advocates, uh, and shooting sports folks, we all love that. So um, uh, back to Fight Light, they have... 
I can only describe it as kind of an AR-15 version of a Shockwave or a TAC-14. So it has a the Shockwave grip on it, a bird's head grip. Um, the AR-15 lower receiver has been shortened a little bit, so it doesn't. it's not quite as tall as a normal AR-15 receiver would be. It uses standard uppers. Now, they have a proprietary uh, bolt carrier group. It's actually a carrier, not just the, uh, not the bolt. It's not proprietary. But, uh, so they, uh, and it allows it to work on a standard AR-15 gas system, which is pretty cool. Um, what's really neat about this thing is, overall, it's only 20 and one quarters inches in length. So it's very, very compact, very, very mobile. Again, seven inch barrel available in M-Lock and Keymod. Uh, and they, the, the receiver extension tube that you would normally see on an AR-15, you know, where the stock attaches and collapsible stock or fixed rifle stock, um, whichever version you might happen to have, you know, that, uh, that extension tube or buffer tube, as somebody, uh, some folks call it, um, you know, sort of sticks out straight. Well, what they do with this one is it's slanted down at um, probably about a, a 30 degree angle or so, and it's actually inside the grip and capped at the end. And inside that, they have a spring that's attached to the carrier. And that's what reciprocates the bolt when the gas system engages after the weapon is fired. So uh, I just talked to these guys um, here today, as a matter of fact, because when I first saw it, I thought, Man, there's no way this thing works. It's just not going to work. How they do that? You know, it just didn't, it didn't make any sense to me because I couldn't get in my head, you know, how they got a, a gas-operated weapon uh, to reciprocate without a big, giant receiver extension tube and a spring and a buffer and all that good stuff. But... Uh, they assure me that uh, this thing goes like hell and works really well. Um, they offer it in uh, in both 5.56 and 300 Blackout, which is really cool. Uh, again, M-Lock or Keymod. Um, what is really neat, what I think was really good there, their retail, I believe, on either one of the 300, either 300 or the 5.56, I think is $865. That's their MSRP. Now, they do sell, this is the cool part, they do sell just the receiver by itself, and the receiver comes with everything you need. It comes with a bolt carrier group, um, and the, uh, uh, the grip is already assembled, so it's ready to rock and roll, and you can put any caliber you want on there uh, by changing out the bolt. For instance, if you wanted to make it into a 762 by 39 and you wanted a pistol upper that uh, instead of the 300 or the 5.56, you could do that. If you already own a 5.56 upper, um, you could buy their lower and be in this thing pretty cheap. I mean, you start poking around on the internet, and there are some companies that make some cheap, cheap, cheap AR-15 pistol uppers. You know, some of them for the sub $250 range. I mean, I've even some seen some in the $200 range. Um, nothing I would own, but but they're out there. Uh, so conceivably, uh, with the retail ver uh, retail price of I think three, no, I'm sorry, five and a quarter on the lower um, from Fight Light, you five and a quarter, couple hundred bucks for an upper. I mean, you're in this thing for less than seven hundred and fifty dollars. It is a man. It's a fantastic looking weapon. Um, I know that the uh, uh, the end cap where their receiver tube is 
is also set up for a uh, sling attachment, which is really cool. You could do uh, a single point, and it accepts standard-issue AR-15 mags. So the only thing that's different about it is just their proprietary lower and uh, and bolt carrier group. But, um, uh, you know, you guys might find those uh, weapons like these are, are sort of unique. And um, when you kind of look at it and go, well, you know, what could I really, really do with this? You know, I don't know. I haven't actually fired one. Self-defense. Self-defense, yeah. But, uh, you know, you could throw a red dot on it. I mean, it would be nice for... You know, I was I, I, honestly, I was trying to think if I had one right now, what real other than shooting it and enjoying it from just a, a, a sporting standpoint, what would I really do with it? But, you know, I think it would make a great uh, a great ranch gun. It would be light to carry. It'd make a good varmint gun because, um, again, you could throw a laser on there. You could throw a simple red dot on there. A reflex sight. Now, you're not going to be able to shoulder the weapon, uh, and you can't change the stock on it because that's going to that's going to break some NFA rules there. And you couldn't put a foregrip on there, a vertical foregrip on there, because again, you're going to change some uh, NFA rules and get yourself in trouble. Um, but it, it, it's it's amazing looking. I mean, it's just different than anything else I've ever seen. And um, I'm always uh, I'm always interested in in when people start getting outside the box like that. Um, the thing that always sort of drives me away from some of these companies when they do this is when they make stuff that is so proprietary that it, it's not practical. If it's expensive and proprietary, I think that tends to drive some folks away. And I think that's sort of, you know, back to the Franklin Armory thing, the Reformation, I think that's sort of where, you know, where they, uh, where they ran into a little bit of a wall with that deal it was expensive uh you had to use your ammo to get any degree of accuracy out of it and the value just wasn't there um but these guys are these guys are, are getting it getting it right um so so very very interesting uh we're actually getting set up as a dealer uh as of this morning black rifle company so you can uh you can always give us a call at uh, our shop 713-266-2063 we can answer any questions for you or if you want to order one uh, you can have it sent to us but check them out um fightlight.com that's f-i-g-h-t-l-i-t-e.com fightlight.com or sales at fightlight.com um if you have any questions about uh about that um, so let's move on to uh, to another thing. I, I, I was on the uh, the Adam Smasher show Friday afternoon, and you can hear uh, Adam's show here Wednesdays and Fridays from four to six p.m. on uh, on Vital Draft Radio. And uh, Adam asked me on to sort of talk about the um, uh, the Trump thing, how he responded to uh, to this uh, this maniac in Florida. You know, he mentioned that maybe we should take the guns away first. And then do due process. And my response to that was, as soon as you take the gun away without a trial, you have necessarily violated due process. So that sort of eliminates it. Now, I get it. You know, people want to you want to do something. You want to react. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, real quick, taking the guns away from this kid would not have stopped, not stopped him from doing anything. If you're nuts, if you're crazy, if you're intent on committing a crime, that's not going to stop you. And this whole thing about, well, if you're 21 to buy an AR-15, that would eliminate it. No. Because if you're nuts when you're 18, you're probably a lot nuttier when you're 21. If you're sitting around stewing. And besides, you don't follow the law to begin with. What good do laws do when people don't follow them? Criminals don't follow the law. You lawmakers need to get this crap out of your head. It does not work. All you're doing by putting more legislation out there 
It's hurting people like me, Joanna. You're hurting our businesses. We're trying to sell. We're trying to sell to law-abiding people, people that obey the law. Criminals don't do it. That's why they're criminals. That's why they're criminals. So uh, I don't know. Just wanted to get that off my chest a little bit. Um, it, it, it's crazy. Uh, but, you know, people ask for a solution. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I don't really know what the answer is to that. I think sometimes people look for an answer that always works in every case and every time. And the simple fact is it, it's just not out there. It, we're not a perfect people. This is not a perfect world. You can't ask for a hundred percent solution a hundred percent of the time. It's just it's not it's not practical. So the only thing we can do is uh, is educate, arm ourselves, protect ourselves, be vigilant, and be smart. Okay, we're going to take a break here in just a few seconds. Coming up on the other side, Joanna's interview. All right, we'll have Sheila McKinney on, and she'll be talking about everything that she's been doing over 2015 through 2016, 2017, which is a lot in the firearms industry. All right, stay with us after the break on Bullet Points. Coming up, Sheila McKinney. Kick from that rifle nearly took my shoulder off, but I wasn't about to miss this. We're glad that you stuck around, too. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm Tony Ashcraft. Joanna Wilson, my co-host, is with me today, and we have Miss Sheila McKinney on the phone. Um, Sheila has a fantastic story, um, fantastic history, and um, so we wanted to share that with you guys. So, so Joanna, tell us uh, a little bit more about Sheila, and uh, then Sheila, you can uh, you can share your story with us. Well, Sheila has been uh, in the industry for about two years now, and she's made great strides. She um, entered um, wanting to do shooting sports and um, ended up on shooting shows and doing competitive shooting and teaching women about firearms. So her growth uh, curve has been tremendous in the last couple years. And uh, she has a great amount of experience and she's an inspiration to a bunch of women out there that are looking to do the same thing. And um, I I hope her story will inspire a bunch of women to get out there to um, you know, put their pride aside, um, step into it, and gain some confidence for self-defense and firearms. And there's some organizations out there that we'll talk about. So, um, Sheila, I don't know if there's anything you want to add right now about that. But um, I do have some stats um, that I'd like to share. Sure. I I just want to preface by saying I'm no one special. I just set my mind to, to try these competitions and stuff and just jumped in. So, I hope everybody takes that away from this interview. No, and I think, like Joanna said, it. It sometimes I think that that women, for whatever reason, are intimidated because one, you know, for whatever, you know, people don't normally associate guns with women. You think guns, and you think, you know, you think guys, you think men. It's always a men's thing. So. I think sometimes women just not kinda, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. We're, not anymore. No, no. We're trying uh, to fix that. Yes. Yeah, trying to fix that. But really, I think there's more women in the sport than than people realize. I mean, there women are starting to come around. We're I know. Get into that too. I, yeah. I know on the CHL side, they're coming around, and and that's really, really, really good to see. So, um, you know, uh, I know you mentioned that you know nothing special, but if I guess as a woman, and I can't speak as a woman, but but you know, if there's if there's a if there's something that you're you're wanting to get into, no matter what it is, and there's sort of this preconceived notion of it's going to be 
a little bit harder for you, and I don't mean I mean you parenthetically, but you as an individual to get into, that intimidates a lot of people out of out of not doing it. But it doesn't right. doesn't sound like you were one of those folks that was very deterred about getting into this. Why don't you tell us how you sort of got uh, how you sort of got started? Uh, the background of it, I was a young kid, and I grew up in the Midwest, and my dad um, was involved in the area JCs, which is like a community organization. I was probably about seven years old, six or seven, and they had a, a firearm safety course, and what they used was BB rifles. And so I went, and it was all young boys. And so when the class was over with, we had a little competition, and I won. And I was like, oh, well, this is so much fun. But then I never did any other shooting um uh, anything shooting other than like a hunter safety course as a kid mm-hmm. so basically fast forward like a gazillion years uh, to 2015 um i went to the shot show and i asked you know you see all these shooting sports and outdoor channel and those shooters and huntsmen the pro people become kind of celebrities to you because you see them on your tv in your home every week right and so i saw basically the first family firearms which is the Mitchellics. So I went and I got starry-eyed, saw Lena and Kay, and I was like, can I please have a picture? I got a picture with them. And then I asked Kay, I was like, how do I get into shooting sports? How do I get that training? Help me. And she turned around and handed me a base of bullets brochure, and that really sparked the fire under my tail to get some training and start shooting. Wow. That's awesome. And um, so what happened after that? You know, you were talking to me about that was the entry into, um, you know, jumping in. You didn't have anything. You didn't know what you're doing. And they kind of equipped you to be able to jump into the shooting sports. And you felt like you were capable at that point, which says Uh a lot for the program. Right. I went to, uh, of course, in 2015, I turned 40. And so that's kind of a milestone for women. Yes. Um, And so I asked my husband, I was like, well, please send me to their diamond camp, which is uh, more of a luxury camp than the regular camps that they have. And so in the morning times, you would do your shooting, you know, your handgun, your rifle, shotgun. And then in the afternoons, you do like the massages, horseback riding, uh, tubing down the river. This is all in Montana. And when I went and went through the firearms, the different disciplines, it just felt natural. I didn't feel like I was fumbling. It it just felt natural in my hand. And so after that, I I was like, when I get back, I have the tools now. I know what I need to look for. I'm going to get into it. I'm just going to put, like you said, the pride aside. I'm going to jump in it. Um, It's just me, my equipment. Let's do this. So, Sheila, let so me. I got. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let me. Let me back up a little bit. I had a question for you. So, what made you? I know you talked about uh, um, meeting the Mitchellicks, but before then, had you thought about shooting sports? Had you thought about getting into it, being competitive, or doing anything? Or did you de- literally decide in that moment when you were sort of, you know, there amongst all those folks that yeah, this this is for me? Or did you? Was it a longer thought process than that? Well, my husband is an FFL holder, and he's, he likes shooting and, you know, all the outdoor stuff. And so I don't know if I just wanted to, you know, have more connection with him. But um, if you watch my shows that I've been on, you will see that I'm very competitive. And so That's when for I sure. Saw, <laughs> when I saw these um, pro athletes, I mean, you, you, they make it look so easy. And, of course, you're sitting on your couch eating popcorn thinking, I can do this, you know, and until you try it, then you're like, oh, I need 
more practice with this. But and you so also said like, you excel at areas where you jump in and you don't know what you're doing, right? I know well, you had mentioned well, yeah, you. Yeah, kind of a kind of an oddball on that. Um, I kind of prefer competitions where I don't know what I'm going to do. They just throw you in in the pod and, and let you compete with their rifles, their different um, scenarios and whatnot. Other than using my own equipment, which I should know my equipment better, I should be able to, uh, you know, do my competitions better with my own equipment. But I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of different that way. <laughs> it's really awesome though to see taking top lady jumping in there like that with the American marksman going from local to regional to nationals right. and uh and then I guess that was shortly after you did that after you um went to the babes with bullets camp correct right the American marksman um but the creator was Mark Passamanic and I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right and it was through the outdoor channel with the host Diana Moeller and Michael Bain and the way that worked was they wanted amateur shooters. They didn't want people that are already sponsored, already placing the top percentage of, you know, major matches. They wanted to find the true amateur shooter and to bring more people into the shooting sport. And so we had our local competition. You place a certain percentage in the local area. You move on to the regional. In order to go to nationals, you had to be the top person in one of the four categories, which was woman, um, junior, military LEO, or men, and I placed first in the women. That's awesome. So we went on to national, and the national was the, was from all across America, from New York, California, Florida, I mean, everywhere. And so the top amateur competitors competed, and I did come out top lady, lady after all said was done, and um, after the first day, I was in the top five. So that wow. it was surprising, but yet... It was awesome. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? I mean, it, it sounds like. Well, obviously, you it, in just a very short period of time, you've had a lot of a lot of shooting success. But did you? Well, you mentioned you were around guns when you were when you were early uh, in your uh, uh, earlier years a little bit. But is shooting something you've always done all your life, or is it just well, you know, I kind of been around guns, kind of been familiar with guns, or have you always shot? No, I've never, you know, I was a kid and had that BB and hunter safety course. And, and other than that, you know, just kind of playing around, shooting here or there with, with my husband's guns. Um, I've never been competitive. I've never had that passion or desire like I do now. Um, that base of bullets camp really lit the fire and I just went for it and dominoes yeah so yeah. you went to that uh the babes of bullets now then you jumped into the american marksman and then where at did the well-armed women or the well-armed woman um, organization come in because that one you stuck with for a very long time teaching women and and growing a lot in that area yeah so the well-armed woman is a national organization we have a, a, almost 400 chapters in 49 states and that's in, you know including alaska uh, roughly 12,000 members. And so um, the state leader here, I'm in Mississippi, and we have, I think, six chapters now. The state leader came up to the city I lived in and for an information meeting. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be great. Um, have a woman's gun club. I can work on my skills. And um, so I went to the meeting and come to find out all the women there have really never touched a gun before. So I was the one with the most experience, I guess, with the fundamentals. And so I was chosen to become the leader, and I was a leader for almost three years um, for the well-armed woman. So 
I'm certified in the USCCA as an instructor. Um, I'm an RSO, so I've, I've gotten more training and kind of honed in my teaching skills. And in teaching, I actually improved my shooting. Wow, that... <laughs> That's amazing. I'm trying to. I feel like I'm talking to somebody that's been doing this for about 30 years instead of about three years. Oh, thank that, you. That is an incredible <laughs> amount of accomplishment. Hey, we're coming up against a break. You guys hold with us. Uh, Sheila McKinney's on the line with us. She's going to share more of her story. I want to remind you, we're going to be leaving you from Facebook. So uh, you can catch us at vinyldraftradio.com, vinyldraftradio.com, or on the TuneIn app. So uh, download TuneIn and tap that app for Vinyl Draft Radio. We'll be right back with Sheila McKinney here on Bullet Points. Bold, informative, and thankful for the Second Amendment. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Joining me is my co-host, Joanna Wilson, and on the phone, Miss Sheila McKinney. Now, we were talking to Sheila a little bit before the break about her experiences and uh, what she's been doing. And really, really as a whole, in such a short amount of time, this gal has accomplished so much. I mean... I was I was telling her early that I feel like I'm talking to somebody that that has had a 20 or 30 year career at this because it's just accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. So that just goes to show you, gals, if you're listening out there and you're thinking oh, I could never do that, I could never be that successful. Listen, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Put your mind to it. There's plenty of support out there. There's plenty of ways to do it. There's plenty of ways to get into it. Um, there's all kinds of, uh, of of avenues. And if you don't feel like, hey, I don't want to compete on that level, you don't have to. You don't have to. There's local competitions that are a little bit easier, a little bit more uh, intro friendly. Um, and you don't have to be at the top, top, top of your game to get out there and be competitive. you got to start somewhere. It's about learning. Yeah, it is about learning. Educating yourself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And there's, there's, a, there's a ton of organizations out there that can help you with that. And, uh, Joanna, uh, some of those organizations um, that folks ought to know about. Yeah, so Sheila and I have been talking about the Well-Armed Woman, which is an organization that she um, specifically has helped for three years train women. And I know locally, or actually in the state of Texas, there's eight chapters. Um, and you can get on their website. They have a podcast. And Sheila, you want to talk a little bit about Well-Armed Woman? Again, you know, that's what you know and you've been in it. And some of the stuff that maybe y'all have talked about and trained and, you know, some of your Absolutely. experience with it. Yeah, like I said, there's about 400 chapters in 49 states and about 12,000 um, members, and it is growing, I mean, constantly. It um, was created by Carrie Lightfoot. She's out of Arizona, and um, it's, it's basically the well-armed woman is there. Their goal is to equip, educate, and empower ladies. Now, this is more of the defensive focus rather than the competition focus, which some other um, lady organizations may be focused on, but... You know, we talk about um, holsters, you know, carry, uh, concealed carry. We talk about situational awareness to where, you know, you really need to watch your surroundings so you are not put in, you know, such an encounter that you will have to use deadly force. But it is definitely an option to use um, for ladies for defensive, um, you know, needs. But, you know, it's... It's great. We have, um, depending on what state you're in, um, 18 or 21, in order to join. Um, we meet once a month. Um, all the different chapters in different states 
kind of cater to their own um, chapter members. That's like our awesome. chapter, we, we do a meeting for maybe 30, 45 minutes, and then we go to the indoor range, and we shoot, and we do drills, you know, we do mag changes, um, we give them scenarios, we have, you know, safe relay races and, and team stuff to get them more comfortable with their firearm that they're going to use. So wow. this is an organization that's ran by women, and it's there to encourage women yes. to um, that may not take... Um, any constructive criticism maybe from their husband or significant other <laughs> guilty um so well, that, i mean that that's a great um thing that you you added it's it's hard i mean my husband knows a lot about firearms and i know he knows a lot about it but i take his instruction and criticism differently than i would another instructor or lady yeah that's so funny women <laughs> learn differently they are they're more of a nurturer where men are more factual and methodical right so, you know, it's intimidating for a big burly man to come to a lady and say, okay, hold it this way, and, and they're scared, you know. So a woman coming up and say, okay, well, let's try this way. How does that feel? You know, so it's a little less intimidating. They feel more comfortable. They're more apt to come back and continue training. Yeah, and speaking as a husband, I know that women never listen to us, so let's just go ahead and get that out there. <laughs> no, I like but it she, here. No, but you, you're absolutely right. I, I've, um, you know, in being kind of around the, the CHL Thing, uh, here in Texas, um, I've had more than one customer on more than one occasion come into the shop and 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 ask if we do like a pistol proficiency course, which we do. It's a very basic course, but you know, inevitably the husband will be there with the wife, and she don't want to listen to anything I say, and they end up kind of bickering, and it comes that you know. So you're right. I think that um, that is a, a good spot for for a, a woman to be in, and. Uh, I think if it's if it's easier and less intimidating for them, that makes the kind of opens a door for them to get in there and, uh, and be successful. And they, they, yeah, they learn to pick out their own firearm, what fits their hand, not what not what fits their husband or, or right. you know boyfriend yep. or whatever. So it, it lets them kind of ease the fear and you know dipping their toe into okay, I can do this. This is me. You know, I'm I can do this. So the Well Armed Woman is the organization we're talking about, and that's thewellarmedwoman.com. If you want to uh, go and uh, get involved with them, find a local chapter, or even listen to their podcast to get some information from them. And uh, the next organization is A Girl and a Gun, and um, we'll talk more about that coming up, I guess, with the on the other side of the break. But this uh, particular organization, it has 23 chapters here in Texas, so and hundreds more around the states, and it's, it's geared a little bit differently. So... Um, you know, it's geared more towards shooting sports, and it doesn't mean you can't do it if you don't have a local well-armed woman, but this organization will also teach you fundamentals of shooting, and um, once and again, it's geared towards women teaching women, if that's important to you, and um, a great starting place. So, um, I guess, oh, we have five minutes. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so, the girl, uh, girl and a gun, I don't know if you have anything else, Sheila, to, uh, to talk about there? Well, I would like to add, um, you know, even the well-armed woman is not primarily focused on competition. I do right. want to add, ladies, um, don't be scared of the competition. Right. Go and try it because the nerves that you hear that buzz, you get the adrenaline. That is going to be um, what you experience in a situation that you may encounter. So shooting sport actually helps you figure out um, – 
how to fix jams, how, you know, fumbling with the magazine, they help you in, you know, in your training. Yes, when you so, lose um, all fine motor skills, you know, with exactly. the adrenaline rush. And that, and Sheila, that's a, that is a fantastic point because I think, um, you know, thinking back to, to the CHL thing and women, you know, uh, let's be honest, it's not that difficult, at least not here in Texas, to, to pass a CHL course. The, because you're, you're standing still. You're pointing at a target. Somebody's telling you to shoot. It's there's no paper. Stress. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no stress. Nobody's shooting back. Nothing's going on. If right. you get a jam, you got sort of an infinite amount of time to clear it. You know, there's right. nothing. There's nothing life threatening in a situation like that. And um, you know, guys being around firearms, I guess, are guys that uh, that that enjoy shooting sports they they like that kind of thing and maybe they have a better understanding just from their exposure to it whereas a lot of women who have not been around um pistol shooting in that manner for an extended period of time maybe don't recognize that because of their lack of exposure so when they do get put in a pressure situation or a situation that you know threatens their life or uh, a family member or friend's life they don't know how to respond because they haven't experienced that adrenaline rush that panic that right. oh no you go into a subconscious uh you know working through everything you just go on autopilot yeah exactly and and i think uh, an experience like uh, uh you know like what you're talking about with these organizations is is something that benefits women or would be a benefit to women beyond just the experience of of being able right. to compete um, the the pressure can be can be devastating. As uh, you know, I have uh, two daughters, thirteen years old and uh, fourteen years old. I take them shooting, and I tell them, you know, get get on autopilot, get proficient with this. You know, learn it. Don't think about it. Let's just do it. And what I always tell them is, panic will get you killed. Panic will get you yep. killed in the wrong situation. So that's great experience. Um, and I, I don't think that uh, – I think a lot of men, you know, they they want their wives and, or their girlfriends to carry, um, to be licensed to carry. But there's so much more to it beyond just having the license because, again, that doesn't right. give you the real-world experience. So, uh, so the organizations that you're involved in, it sounds like that they get a little bit more exposure – um, to panic situations and operational right. situations. And the law, you know, well, the law is about castle. You know, when do you use deadly force? You know, because, I mean, there's, it doesn't stop when you pull that trigger. There's so much after that fact that, absolutely. that you have to realize. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's there's so much more involved in it. In, in a CHL class, you know, as, as good as uh, – there's a lot of good CHL instructors out there, um, you know, here in the Texas area and around the country. And as good as these guys are – I mean, let's be honest. It, it for for most states, it's a one day class. It's a handful of hours. You know, half of that shooting, the other is sort of a fill in lecture. I mean, they're really right. Uh, <laughs> it's up to the individual to be responsible and be a responsible carrier. Yeah, and take, exactly. Spend yeah. time at the range. And, and, and I would encourage you know every woman out there if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it and do it. Get after it. Get after yeah. it. There in Texas, it's the Texas the, the CHL carry ratio in Texas men to women is three to one. So there's three times as many men as women um, that that have a license to carry, and uh, you know I think that needs to be fifty fifty. I think it needs to be fifty fifty. Girls don't don't sit around and uh, and and be reactive. Don't wait on something to happen. Don't wait on something to almost happen before you decide something uh, to do something about this. Get your CHL. Become proficient. Get involved with these organizations. Man, let these gals share their experiences with you. Let them let them teach you. Get into it. Don't 
don't be uh, don't be afraid to fail because uh, there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of stuff out there going on. And, and you know what? If you fail, that's okay because then you learn something. That's right. F- failure is should be your greatest teacher. So, uh, mm-hmm. hey, uh, we've got to take a break here real quick. But coming back on the other side, uh, Sheila McKenney right here on Bullet Points. Kick from that rifle nearly took my shoulder off, but I wasn't about to miss this. We're glad that you stuck around, too. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Uh, my co-host, Joanna Wilson, is with me today, and we have Miss Sheila McKinney on the phone. Sheila, amazing story. Um, I, I can't... I can't believe. I mean, I said it. I said it at the end of the last break. I can't believe all the stuff you're doing, and you've still got more going on. It, it's uh, it, it's really crazy. But again, uh, you know, I know we got a lot of a lot of women tuning in out there listening to us, and and women in the future that are going to listen to the show. And I want to say it again, gals. Don't don't be afraid to get out there. I mean, um, uh, Sheila, not just do it. Yeah, just do it. Sheila, not to be uh, too too personal, and you can you can hang up if you want when I ask you this. But how old <laughs> how how old were you when you started when you entered into your first competition? How old were you? Um, forty, I think. You hear yeah, that, girls? Forty, yeah. forty years Never old. Never too late. Forty years old. Not that that's mm-hmm. ancient, because I'm no, a lot. it's not. Because I'm a lot older than that. But that just goes to show you, you ain't got to be. You don't have to be right out of high school, right out of college. You don't have to be in your twenties. Shooting she, sports are for all ages. That's right. Yep. And, and so she's forty years old. Decides to get into it. Decides that she wants to do it. Puts her head down. Gets involved with all these organizations, all these people, all this stuff that's out there. And has had a huge, huge amount of success doing it. So that just goes to show you that it's out there, it's available, and it's never too late. So um, I think, uh, uh, Joanna, you wanted to talk uh, some statistics and share some statistics with our listeners about uh, women in the uh, shooting sports. Yeah, women are joining shooting sports and uh, just the firearm industry in general just because they want to increase... um, their ability for self-defense and to be able to defend themselves in a situation and and just to learn down that avenue and so um, y'all have heard statistics there's about 270 to 300 million firearms in the United States and they aren't going anywhere for a long time so that's about one gun per person and um, one poll that was taken uh, recently was that 200,000 women a year use a gun to defend themselves against sexual abuse. That's a lot of women. And a lot of the times these guns, they don't even have to be pulled. So they're just, they either threaten and most of the time nobody ends up dead. It's just that they have that gun and it scares the person that is trying to attack them. And that's an important um, a thing, ability to be able to have. And another poll they had uh, taken was three out of five felons say they would not even mess with an armed victim. So I know I want to arm myself with a gun, and um, it's not a right that I want to be taken away if I can defend myself against sexual abuse or any anything going on out there, um, despite what, what's in the media and everything else. So... Um, some other statistics that I have that I got from the National uh, Shooting Sports Foundation, which uh, 
kind of protects our rights as hunters and shooting sports industry um, and just owning uh, guns in particular. Um, and they're talking about, they have a, a new uh, study out, fairly new, from 2015, that more women are owning guns, they're target shooting, and they're going hunting. And 55% of women out there are, um, and they intend to buy a firearm within 12 months when this poll had taken. That's a lot of women that are going out there and, and looking and searching. And for a woman, it's not something that we just go and um, just go do. We have to research. We have to, it has to feel good. It has to be something that we know we're going to use. It's not going to be an impulse buy like men do. And um, so there is an industry out there, and, and there, there are guns, and there are parts, and there's all kinds of new stuff being created for women out there because we are entering this industry at one of the fastest rates right now. And um, from 2001 to 2013, they're saying that 5.4 million women started participating. And I know since 2013 to 2018 that it has increased probably more than that, if not that much. It's just been insane to see how many women are entering this industry and how important it is. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. And a matter of fact, uh, you guys can't hear Leon, our producer, but during the commercial, um, he commented that uh, just anecdotally on Facebook and whatnot that he's seen a lot of photos of women competing. So yeah, you're right, Joanna. The the women are coming into the sport just they're they're just, just yes yeah right massive and, and, amounts of them. right and not just competitive but being gun owners being CHL carriers they're coming into the firearms industry just yep. in in huge amounts and I say great and it's not to be you know the the top the elite shooters out there it is to they they love it. We love shooting guns. It is a fun sport. It is something that we do as a family. It's something that we do to build our confidence. It's something you know that we all can enjoy if you want to. Right. And and then, come on, come on, guys. What, what can be hotter than your girlfriend wanting to go shoot guns with you? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and they'll enjoy it more if it's a shooting sport. Exactly. So, yep. And then hunting too. They're saying that um, hunting increased eighty-five percent from two thousand and one to twenty thirteen. That's 3.3 million women, women participating. So the industry is growing, and they are catering to us. They're making camo lines for us now. They're making shooting clothes for us, holsters that are cute with lace and all kinds of stuff. Not that you'd ever see it, but at least it's a girl's, you know? Yeah, least, so yeah, it's better than the old camo that we've been getting for. Or big, bulky, yeah. you know, stuff. So but I don't yeah. know, Sheila, you probably have some stuff to talk about on that, so... Well, yeah, I noticed on the SHOT Show, too, a lot of things have changed. The products are geared more towards women. Women are huge buyers in the market. Yes. So um, they definitely want to cater because that's, I mean, that's where the money is, too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a win-win for the uh, manufacturers and for women. Yes, it is. Well, hey, Sheila, something important um, that I want to get to before we run out of time. Um, you got something, something kind of special going on right now. You want to... You want to let us in on what that is? Absolutely. Um, right now, the Blaze TV is airing Ammo and Attitude. It's, it is in its eighth season, and I'm one of five contestants on it. And it's basically premised uh, as an apprentice meets survivor. So the ladies are subjected to physical challenge, shooting challenges, and they eliminate the women down to the final two, and then the two uh, compete in an obstacle course to see who the ultimate winner is. So 
Uh, episode four just aired this last Saturday. Episode five will be um, aired this Saturday. So um, I'm still in the running. We'll we're probably going surprise, to surprise. start deli- eliminating some women now. So we'll see who survives. And you have four four episodes left. Four or five. I'm not sure if there's eight or nine, but I don't know if I'm going to be in all four or five. It just depends on who. Gets My bet is that you're going to win. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm, well, y'all definitely need to watch because anything can happen. Yeah, yes. yeah, very, very true. But wow, man, so it's still crazy to me. I'm gonna. I, I, I know you probably you guys are getting tired of me repeating myself, but she's on a TV show competing shooting, and she started shooting at forty. It's not like she's 140 now. That's she, like two years ago. We're talking about I'm two years ago. About, she's 42. I just turned 42. So yes. 20, 24 months she went, 24 months, less than two years, she went from hanging out at a gun show, talking to some folks. Now she's on TV shooting stuff up. Yep. Two, te- two television shows. She's taught women for three years at The Well-Armed Woman, and now she's a competitive shooter. So, I mean... That is inspiring. That is a woman that is jumping. Yes, you're 40 years old jumping in. So go, go after it. Well, yeah, what an amazing story. So you never know. I mean, it sounds cliche to say you never know what you can do until you try to do it. Face your fears. I mean, honestly, Sheila, did you ever think, you know, thinking about, let's say, think back four or five years ago. I mean, if somebody said, hey, you know, when you turn 42, this is what you're going to be doing. You probably would have called them crazy. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Not I mean, to mention holding a full-time job at the court, right? So exactly. that's right. This, yeah, yeah, this is not. Oh man, see, that's yeah, another this is thing. My habit, right? Your habit. Uh, we're we're squeezing down on time a little bit, but I just want to add that that uh, uh, women, if you're thinking, uh, you know, hey, when am I going to have time to do this? Let me tell you something. Sheila does it. Joanna. Sitting across from me, she does a radio show. She's a mom. She's a wife. She owns a business. I mean, she's got a full time life, like uh, you know, a, a lot of us do out there. So you know, if you get into it, if you have a passion for it, uh, it'll reward you. Or just to learn, just yeah, just to just be confident to in your skills. There exactly. are organizations: the Well Armed exactly. Woman, a Girl and a Gun, or the NRA Refuse to Be a Victim program. There are things out there. Go get involved. Do something. Yeah, we're going to post up uh, links to all these organizations um, uh, on the Bullet Points Radio Facebook page. So check that out if you want some more information. Uh, you can message us there, um, and we can put you in touch with uh, some folks of these organizations if you guys want to get uh, want to get more involved. And uh, like I said, um, you know. We can we can think about it all we want, but you got to start doing it. Gotta One get step after. in front of the other. Yep. Yeah, and, and take it take Maybe it slow. Step. You don't you don't have to be, you know, the, you don't have to be the best. But I mean, the damn do sure, something. Yeah, damn sure try. Yeah. So we're running out of time today. Sheila McKinney, thank you so much for being with us. I, th- thank you for the invite. It's been great. This has been amazing. So, thank uh, you, Sheila. Uh, next week we're going to have the folks from Texas Law Shield in here. Um, man, great folks. So. Stay with us um, for uh, next Tuesday's episode on Bullet Points. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio.